please welcome Fred and Robin Scutt. So if you don't recognize him, this over here is Fred. He plays bass for us and uh, brings the energy on Sunday. Uh, I, if I pay too much attention to him, I miss my cues because I just get into watching him jam and, and serve the Lord with his bass and uh, wonderful family. And, and then, of course, this is Robin, and she... Uh, like Barb is just so willing to help all over the place uh, at this church and loves this church and it's been a part of our prayer teams and also helped um, even do things like clean the facility to get it ready and um, just all over the place anyway we can help. Of course you see her uh, greet and um, and so just loves this church but they're going to take a few minutes and just share a, a portion of their life um, and, and they can kind of wrap in the different places where they've met and, and connected and stuff and, and, and all that but um the next few minutes, just again, give your best to them, and uh, won't you guys say hey? Hey, hi. <laughs> um, I just want to give you a testimony, a small testimony out of the big picture of my life. It's just a little testimony in the big picture because it's not the only testimony. It's a powerful testimony of what God has done for me and what He's how He's operated. Um, those of you who don't know, Fred and I, this is our second marriage, and I was married one other time, and I was married for 20 years. Um, I feel the Josh anointing coming on right now. Yeah. Woo! Okay. Um, and the tears are thankful tears and grateful tears, and just the fact that I can share this with you. I just feel really blessed about it. Um, I was married for 20 years, and about the 18 and a half year mark, I went on vacation with my sister-in-law. And I came, I was down on vacation, and when I was leaving, I had a feeling like something was off and wrong, but I didn't know what it was. But anyway, we went on vacation, and while I was down there, um, I had called home. I had three, three small children at home, and I had called and asked, you know, how things were going, and I could hear that um, something was off in one of my son's voices. So I basically just said, hey, what's going on there? You know, and he wouldn't tell me, of course, so... I knew something was off. So the next day I called again and I said, hey, what's going on? How's everything? And I could hear that something was off still. And I said, you know, you can tell me, you know, everything's going to be okay. Just let me know what's going on. And what ended up happening was I found out that um, my ex-husband had taken everything from me. He had premeditated a move, um, stripped me financially dry. Um, when I, I was down on vacation for 10 days, I found out about this two days into it. Um, and I, everything in me would have said, get on a plane. The person I was with said, get on a plane and go home. But you know, the Holy Spirit said to me, stay here for the 10 days. And you know, in your head, you would think, stay here. I got to go home and get my life back. I got to run home and help myself out and make sure um, I get what I deserve, and he doesn't strip me dry, but the Holy Spirit was saying, no, you stay here. So I stayed there for the 10 days, and I stayed on the phone with my pastor, and um, we talked it out and everything, and I came home, and when I came home, I still had my home, and I still had my children, but my life had changed significantly, and, but I had such a peace in my heart when I walked through the door. Even though everything felt different, I had that peace. So therefore, all I could do was say to the Lord, and this was, I'll never forget it, the only thing I said to him was, I need you to be my husband. I need to see you tangibly in my life. I need to see you working so powerfully in front of me to show me that you are who you say you are. And so that's exactly what he did. 
He has just blew me away in the year and a half of the season that I went through of the divorce and finalizing everything. He did such a powerful work, it's unbelievable. And I want to share the testimonies because I threw myself on him and I hid myself in his word. And I had already had his word hidden in my heart, so that was really helpful for me. The guy could go to that and go to him and hide myself in him during this time. So some of the things that he did, um, these are going to rock your world because they rocked my world. I want to let you know, too, there was no Facebook. I didn't tell anybody about this. My pastor knew, my parents knew, and my close friend and my brother knew. That was it. No social media. Um, I didn't put it out there. I just went to God and put it in. It was in heaven's book already. I didn't need to put it on Facebook because God sees and God knows what. He already knew ahead of time this was going to come my way. So um, some of the things that I saw, I need to get an attorney right away. So I went to see her, and she wanted a $1,200 retaining fee. Well, I didn't have any money. So she said, go next door to the bank and try to get money. And I said, okay, I will. I went to the bank, tried to get money. They said, sorry, you can't have any money out of these accounts. You were joint. You can't have any money. Um, and I said, I actually started to cry at that point. Um, so I basically... Um, said, okay. I saw her go off into another room. She got on a telephone, and then she came back out, and she said, um, I just got off the phone with your ex-husband, and he said to give you whatever was in the account. And so she gave me $1,200. Exactly. Um, little did, when, at the time when he said to give me the money, little did he know, he thought there was $2 in the account because he had written checks off of the rest of the money. So therefore, everything else bounced. But God was for me. And so he helped me. He gave me a job almost immediately. You see, when I lost everything financially. I had my own business as well. And I had my mail deterred. I couldn't even get my mail. I had to go to court to get my mail back. Um, I, I was stripped of everything, pretty much. But I still had the Lord. I still had my kids. And I still had my home. And so basically, through this process, um, God gave me a job immediately. He blessed me there incredibly, um, gave me lots of favor. It, it was a huge blessing. Um, I, my attorney and I, we became the best of friends during the season that she was working for me. Um, she basically would call me at 11 o'clock at night and cry on my shoulder about the situations in her life that she was going through and she needed prayer. So we developed this really special relationship together which was really precious. At the end of the year and a half of her services, um, she um, freed me from my bill from her. She told me I was all set, I did not have to pay her. There was a guardian at Lightham um, that was um, helping with my children. Um, with the court assigned to my children at that time. I owed him a uh, $3,000 bill. Um, after the proceedings were all over and the divorce was final, I, um, the Lord spoke to me and actually told me to call this man and ask him to forgive that debt. And I kind of like didn't want to do it. And so the following Sunday, um, the sermon at church was about uh, the, the rich ruler who forgave the servant. And so I was like, okay, I'll do this. I'll call him up. So I called him up and I said, hey, this is Robin. You know, um, 
you're going to think this is kind of strange. I says, but I really feel like I want to ask you this question. And he says, oh, so funny. You should call. I was just thinking about you. And I says, yeah, well, I would like to, to know if you would consider forgiving me of my debt to you. And he says, that's so weird. He goes, because you know what? I was just going to forgive you of half. He says, but now that you called me, I'm going to forgive it all. It was so amazing. You know, it is God, you know. And, and so basically, I, um, I had money coming in my mailbox there was um, anonymously um, on a regular basis. I mean, I had up to about over $5,000 show up to me um, over the course of the first year um, through people blessing me. Um, I remember driving to church. I was on the way to church one night, and um, I had the last of my money in my hand, and I was going to give it in the offering. And um, I said, you know, Lord, I need shampoo from Walmart. I need this from Walmart. I need that from Walmart. But you know, I'm going to put this money in the offering and I'm just going to trust that you're going to supply my needs. That same night, as I'm walking out of the church, somebody walks up to me and hands me a gift card for Walmart. And so I was able to go and get my stuff that I needed from Walmart because God's faithful and God sees and he knows. I can't believe God deals in Walmart. I just can't. He does. I don't, that part I'm having a problem with. I had my car died in the process because the car that I had driven previously wasn't in that great of shape, but it died and I needed a car. Um, there was a car that was for sale on the bulletin board of my church. I called these people. I kind of knew them, and I just said, you know, I need a car. I didn't tell them my situation at all. Um, he says, oh, okay, we're going on vacation, but, you know, in a couple of weeks, and I'm thinking, a couple of weeks, I need a car now, right? And it was like, okay, God, you know, they said, we'll get back to you. They didn't get back to me, and they didn't get back to me, and I just waited. Nothing else had come up for me during that two weeks that they were gone. And I finally saw him at church one day, and I said, hey, I said, um, hey, what's up with the car? He says, I'm waiting to hear. I didn't hear anything. He says, oh, I forgot all about you. He says, I'm sorry. He goes, I'll talk to my wife about you. Give us a call on Monday. So I called him up on Monday, and she just said to me, hey, come get your car. You know, and it's, it's for free. Just take the car. Then I needed money for registration. Then I had this a, call, a phone call from out of nowhere. I had um, this pastor that I knew of a small church called me up and said, God put you on our hearts. I had my church take an offering for you. And he says, and I have this amount of money for you. And that's exactly what I needed to register my car. So, you know, and I just saw when I was out of groceries, I had people show up with groceries. Um, I got a phone call from um, somebody that I hadn't seen in eight years, said, can we come visit you? And I was like, okay, sure, come on over. They came over, sat down in front of me and said, um, you know, we heard about what you're going through. And he says, I just want you to know, I watched my mom go through this too. And he says, I'm here to give you this. And he handed me a check for almost $1,000. He said, because I know what it was like to be a kid with a mom going through a divorce and struggling. So yeah, there were so many things and I've written so many things down. Um, I had people pay for tickets for me to go places. Um, I had everything that I needed, you know, and I had it in God's timing. It wasn't like, he made me wait. He made me trust. Yeah. He built my faith during that season because I trusted in him and I relied on him. And he just blew me away with everything that he did for me. And I mean, there are so many more testimonies about everything that he did. Um, it is just incredible. In the few minutes that you have left, speak to that process, though, of like what you were doing. You just made a great statement that said, you know, <clears throat> he didn't make you wait. You know, he was growing your faith. 
you know, so you're in this process, you're still seeing obstacle after obstacle. You could be here all day telling us all the things that you really had to face. But in that process, like, how did you stay diligent, not let yourself get bitter and angry at God and shit, you know, kind of talk about, because earlier you had said you, you kept yourself in the word and that, but like, how did you live that out on a daily basis when really every day you were faced with probably another negative or another obstacle? And yeah, I was. And, you know, it was just because I saw beforehand what God had done for me over the years. And I remembered those things that he did. I remembered the good things. I remembered his faithfulness to me. I remembered um, that all I could do was trust in him because I don't trust in people. And he that's what his word says, that we're not to trust in people. And that it was by his strength and by his grace and by his mercy that I was able not to hate anybody. Um, quick, really quick story. So much so that my ex-husband went through three attorneys. First one uh, stopped working for him because he was a mutual friend of ours. Second one cried in court because what my ex was asking for was so ridiculous that the judge chewed the, uh, the attorney out and she actually cried. The third attorney that he had, I became friends with and you're not supposed to have a relationship. With. But what it is is God gave me the grace to love this woman so much and to speak to her in such kindness and not take offense at what was happening because she was only working for him. It was nothing personal um, that I was able to love her and call her and, she, and I'd ask her questions. She'd say, you know, you're not supposed to be calling me and talking to me about this. But I'd be like, oh, okay. But she says, I'll tell you about it this time. You know, and I just had such a, a power of love for people because it wasn't because I'm such a loving person. It was because the grace was on me and I didn't turn my children away from their dad. I always spoke wonderful things, made sure I didn't harm my children in any way um, to beat up their brains in a negative way about their dad because it wasn't about their dad and them. It was about what was happening between us. And God was really clear to me about that, that it was not to bring harm to my children. It was going to be a healing yeah, for good. them. Good and difficult. Any last kind of wrap-up thoughts? Fred, did you have something you wanted to jump in? Or? Yeah. Um, talking about trusting in God and not trusting in man, I was um, extremely shy through my ad childhood and, and adulthood. Um, and it all started probably, probably before I can even remember tr trusting, getting my value from people. Um, I was bullied throughout school. In first grade, they put me on anti-anxiety medication so that I could even just go to school and even halfways function. Um, I think some incidents happened, and, and a child's mind tries to make sense of things that happen to them if they're being mistreated, and the, the brain just incorrectly says, there's something wrong about you, and that's why this is happening to you. And that's the kind of child and young adult that I developed into, even through, towards the end of high school and the bullying stopped. Um, what I believed about myself really hadn't changed. And my confidence in, in what I could accomplish or do was just very, very low. Yeah. And then like in my mid-20s or so, I got saved. And God started to work a process in me. At one point, I had a revelation, my attempting to 
to be like the people that are popular and are accepted wasn't helping. It was actually making things worse. And to and and one day I just had that revelation like a ton of bricks that my value is because God says I'm valuable mm-hmm. and that I should pursue who he's made me to be um, because I wasn't like everybody else and trying to be like everybody else wasn't, wasn't his plan for my life at all. Yeah. So he started to change me and, uh, and a big, the next big step was the job that I have right now, which I started about 25 years ago. Um, and I really didn't believe I could do it, but they hired me after I interviewed and I'm like this, and I said this out loud, I said, this is going to have to be you, God, because it can't be me. Mm-hmm. And it has been God mm-hmm. that there has been miracles and deliverance. I work in mental health, um, and it's been amazing, and it's caused me to grow in my confidence, not in myself, but in God. That's cool. But it, it causes me to act confidently. Yeah. And then I met this woman, um, and I didn't know what in the heck I got. I, I meet her, and she's... Um, She's saying, I'm God's favorite. And I'm like, all right. I thought this is a cute thing that she says maybe. But she actually lives like she really believes that in her heart. Yeah, it's good. one thing to say stuff about yeah. how great God is in your life but or act a certain way while you're at church. But every day, all day long, every day, she lives like she's God's favorite. Um, and that has impacted me in just, yeah. just amazing ways. Yeah. And all the testimonies I hear here, you know, there's overlap. It affects everybody in your life because mm-hmm. God's love in our life isn't like a laser beam. It's like a bomb yeah. going off in our lives that affects the people around us. It's very good. I obviously don't have a lot of time for you to give us a wrap-up, but, you know, try to put a wrap-up on it and share what you would, you know, say to encourage everybody, bring it home. <laughs> Trust the Lord. You can. Mm-hmm. Hide yourself in his word. Get in there and get it in. Mm-hmm. Let it be so, so deep inside you that when you go through difficult times in your life, it comes right back out. And you remember who he is and what he's done for you. Mm-hmm. And that will give you strength and courage. And God will meet you there. And he will show you who he is in a mighty powerful way mm-hmm. and it'll rock your world. Very, very good. Amen. Thank them one time. Just give it up. Yep.